It's time now for super psychologist, Dr. Mara Carpell, and your golden years. Good evening and welcome to Dr. Mara Carpell and your golden year right here on Sunday evenings at 5 p.m. Central Time and at 6 p.m. Eastern Time on drmarakarpell.com and on blogtalkradio.com. And today is Sunday, January the 20th, and we're back with another great program live from Austin, Texas. And Art Mendoza of Accomplice Entertainment, producer of this program, is here with us to make the show run. And we have another packed show this evening with two musicians and a guest speaker and more. So um, I think it's going to be a great program. And a little while after the break, we'll be joined on the phone from Punta de Mita, Mexico, by Lynn Barrett, partner of Mita Ventures and co-founder of Mita Institute, to tell us about how she and her partners started the venture group Mita, focused on cross-border technology innovations between Mexico, the U.S., and Latin America. And she'll also give us some views about um, what's happening with expatriates who are moving down to Mexico. There are a lot of, especially retirees, moving there from the U.S., so she can give us a little insight into that. And then Austin musician Joe James will be back to join us once again, and this time he's joining us to tell us about his new CD, and we'll be playing some of his music. And then later in the program, we have another musician, also named Joe, Joe King Crasco, creator of The Stage Dive, will join us from Mexico, and this time Joe... Carrasco is joining us to tell us about his latest project within the United States and Mexico, and we'll be playing some of his music as well. And along the way, I will be talking about self-care to increase creativity and even expand our compassion. So we have to take care of ourselves to do both of those. And throughout this evening, we will have time to take your questions. So if you have any questions or comments for me or for my guests, please feel free to give a call. The toll-free number is 855-345-20, or you can email your questions to me, and I will read them on the air to my guests. And my email address is drmara, that's D-R-M-A-R-A, at drmarakarpel.com, D-R-M-A-R-A-K-A-R-P-E-L.com. And if you do have a question for a guest, be sure to send your question or a call while the guest is still here, of course. And you can hear this evening's program again by going to my website, and the link to the podcast will be posted later tonight, along with all of the website links given by my guests on the program. So after the show, I will post any important information that they give on the show later tonight. And that will be at my website, drmarakarpel.com, D-R-M-A-R-A-K-A-R-P-E-L.com. And you can also hear the podcast in as soon as five minutes after the show ends by going directly 
to Blog Talk Radio. That's B L O G talkradio.com slash your golden years. And for information from previous programs and to listen to previous programs, to read my blogs that have been in Huffington Post, Thrive Global Medium, Savannah East, um, videos of interviews that we've done live in the studio when guests have been here in Austin, to find out more about my upcoming course and to purchase a copy of my book or even pre-purchase the course, all of that is on my website, drmaracartel.com. And you can also hear all of the podcasts just by going to blogtalkradio.com slash your golden years. And be sure to follow me on Facebook, Dr. Mara Cartel, Your Golden Years, for all of the information about upcoming events. So, for example, as soon as I post the blog, I post it on my Facebook page. And you can learn about upcoming radio show by going to my Facebook page and learn about where I will be for my next book signing at my Facebook page. So you want to do that. That that will keep you up to date. And if this is the first time that you're tuning in, I'm a licensed psychologist from New York City practicing here in Austin, Texas, and also in the Rio Grande Valley of Texas. And I work with adults of all ages and have had a specialty of working with seniors and with caregivers. And for the past few years, I've been evaluating veterans for PTSD. And part of the time, my office is in the wonderful Veterans Resource Center. Here is information about this really great resource for veterans and for veterans' families. You'll want to check out their website, heroesnightout.org. Do you want to contact me? Do you have a question that you want to ask me or some information that you think I should know about? Feel free to send me an email. And my email address is drmara at drmaracartel.com. Or you can go to my website and click on the contact link. Or you can call me at 512-626-6973. This evening's program is produced by Accomplice Entertainment, Postal Productions, and Psyched Up Productions, and sponsored by Dr. Ronald DeVere, neurologist, memory specialist, and author of the book, Memory Loss, Everything You Want to Know But Forget to Ask. To make an appointment with Dr. DeVere at his memory clinic in Lake Lake, Texas, or to purchase a copy of his book, you can call him at 512 261 7909 or send him an email to rdevere at com, and his book is also available on Amazon Storyhouse Storyhouse gathers your stories and turns them into multimedia collections that can be shared now and for generations to come have Storyhouse over to conduct a private interview in your home or invite them to your next big event or family reunion. Story House, where your memories live. Find out more at yourstoryhouse.com or call 512-296-8752. Okay, we're going to take a brief break to play our commercials from our sponsors, but it's going to be really brief, so don't go anywhere because when we come back, will be joined from Mexico by Lynn Berstow, managing partner of Mita Ventures, to talk about 
uh, cross-border technology innovations between Mexico, U.S., and Latin America, and also what's happening in Mexico for Americans. So don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Just 
fell in love with the country and fell in love with some of the opportunities that I saw um, that uh, most people go to Mexico to retire, but I went there as kind of a person in my very active working years. So I just saw a world of opportunities there that I thought I could take advantage of. So that's um, how I ended up in Mexico. How long have you been there? I've been here for over 20 years now, and all in the same area, in the Puerto Vallarta area, um, our Punta Mita area. So it's on the Pacific coast, and I think what made me fall in love with it was the geography. I had grown up in Florida, more east coast, and so just the combination of the ocean and the mountains uh, was magical to me. Mm -hmm. It is beautiful there. And it sounds like, you know, one of the things that I – speak a lot about on this program is really following your passion and it sounds like that's what you did yes I I I really did I just felt like um, most important you should be happy where you are I can't imagine life where you um, you know can't wait you know count the days until vacation or until retirement or until you know the next big uh, you know break I like to uh, think that I enjoy every single day and I have created a life where I can do that. Mm -hmm. That was my recipe. (laughs) Yeah, that's great. That's great. So, so what, what are you doing? What is Mita Ventures? Mita Ventures is a venture capital firm, which uh, makes investments in technology companies. And what makes us a little bit different, even though it's a U.S. uh, entity, we specialize in Mexico startups. So um, I started this with several partners in 2012. That was when the idea kind of formulated as I, as the cost of starting up a tech business really came down significantly and you were seeing what was happening in Silicon Valley. But then I started to take a look at the demographics in Mexico where half of the population is under the age of 30 um, they're graduating more computer science degrees per capita than the United States or Germany. And you just have this wealth of talent um, that was uh, growing up on a totally mobile um, platform. And I just thought this was going to explode. Also, culturally in Mexico, in, in, in the past, the only path forward that a young person had was either a family business, which tended to be small, kind of mom-and-pop businesses or a super large corporation, which were controlled by um, by kind of the elite family members in Mexico. But there wasn't much in the way of entrepreneurship. Um, And tech innovation really opens the door to a whole new path forward. And uh, and that's actually what has happened. And it's been really exciting to see the development since 12, 14 till today with how many businesses are being started by, um, by entrepreneurs in Mexico. And so Mita Ventures invests in Mexico startups. Um, our, uh, kind of, we have caveats that they have to have a global vision. So they have to go um, have plans to expand outside of Mexico, either into LATAM or uh, the United States or Asia Pacific. And what we bring to the table is our network of um, business development contacts and other investors in Silicon Valley and other parts of the U.S. So we kind of bring that um, Silicon Valley mentality to investing in tech in Mexico, which hadn't really existed previously. Mhm, mhm. So, so let me ask you. You know, um, you you're in the unique position of being a woman. Uh, <laughs> you know, being one of the 
people running this company in Mexico. How is that? How is that for you? It's not, um, it's, I mean, it's perfectly natural to me. Of course it was, it came out of my idea. Um, I probably would have had a really tough time getting a job in venture capital, even though I'd worked in investment. So if I'd gone to Silicon Valley and tried to get a VC job, I probably never would have been hired. Uh, the statistics and the demographics are, are pretty, pretty sad throughout the industry. But I just, I didn't even really think about it. I just thought it's what I want to do. And I really love technology. And I think I'm very um, good at identifying uh, trends in technology and have been for years. So I was confident in my abilities, decided to start my own firm and um, brought on some, some terrific partners. And I haven't found it to be, you know, I, I, you know, I think once you get in the door and you start talking with somebody, then there's not, uh, I, don't, I haven't found it to be any um, drawback at all. In fact, um, I've found everybody, especially in Silicon Valley, people have been incredibly helpful and supportive and sharing their contacts and, and uh, help driving forward. I hope that I am uh, able to be a mentor or an inspiration to a lot of the young women in Mexico. We do see a lot of women um, getting into the tech field too. So I, um, mm. you know, I, I just don't even really think about the gender issue and just move uh-huh. it forward. So it hasn't been a, an obstacle. I mean, it sounds like, you know, rather than trying to break in, you just created your own company. <laughs> Correct. Now, one of the things okay. I would say, you know, we've always wanted to attract Mexico investors into our fund, and we haven't been as successful so far. And I think part of that could be, I don't know if it's just being part of the the club of investors or the the, the, the kind of the quick group, but all of our investment uh, has come from the U.S. so far, um, which has been interesting. And we have a number of, of women investors, too, but, uh, but that could have something to do with gender bias. So, yeah, I just... Um, I, I just believe if you really want to do something, you don't let that be an obstacle, either right. age or sex or or country. I mean, I think people think it's kind of curious that a gringa, you know, has such a passion and is so enthusiastic about Mexico entrepreneurship, but I am. So that uh, kind of overcomes other hurdles. Right, right. So what is, um, what is the Meet uh, Institute? But Mita Institute actually preceded uh, Mita Ventures, and it uh, it runs a conference that we hold every year called the Mita Tech Talks, uh, which is going to be coming up in mid-February here, and it'll be our seventh of it, is to bring together uh, thought leaders and entrepreneurs and investors from between Mexico and the U.S. So um, we limit it to 100 people. It's invitation only, and it has really been a great way of kind of gathering the ecosystem together to see how it can move forward and what we can learn from one another. So that preceded it. And when we did our first uh, couple of co- our first conference, we were just advised that the best way to help the develop tech entrepreneurship in Mexico was to invest in it. And so as a as a uh, outcome of that, we formed Mita Ventures and started investing in the technology. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Okay. So, you know, if there are people listening to this program who have some innovation, um, are you able to help them? How, you know, how can how can they participate? 
Yes. Um, well, I think, you know, one, one way we will be live streaming a number of our sessions from the um, NITA Tech Talks, and that is uh, we have a website set up for that, MITATechTalks.com, and it's February 10th to the 12th. So we'll be posting there and on our Meet to Ventures Facebook page uh, live streams of some of the sessions. And we'll be having some of the top AI speakers from Google. We'll be having startups from uh, the Mexico ecosystem. And uh, we'll be talking about how China has been, both investors and startups have been kind of exploding into um, Mexico right now. But we, uh, so that's a good way to kind of get an introduction to what we do, and then also our website and Facebook page. We regularly share uh, information. We have a monthly newsletter that we send out uh, that's in English that <laughs> shares about, you know, what companies we see that are exciting and what um, uh, what developments are going on in the cross border and Greater Latam region. So that's a good way to to stay in touch with us too. Mm-hmm. And um, we do have ties to the Austin community. We have um, one of our partners is based in Austin, and we have oh, a startup wow. who is based in Austin. It's a um, Mexican founder who went to UT and started his company, and their main market is Mexico. There's uh, a lot of cross border uh, connections there, and particularly with Austin, which is. By the way, a city I just adore. So yeah, um, yeah, it's a great place. So that's really interesting. Um, so you know, I have a question with all of the you know I don't, I'm not going to get political, but with all of the the issues going on right now between the U.S. and Mexico, um, has that interfered in any way with with doing this and having this cross border type of um, communication and and collaboration? Well, that's a very good question. And I have to say that the day after our last presidential election, when the outcome was obvious, I just was um, kind of took the day to gather my thoughts because I was wondering how if everything I was doing would just kind of fall apart. But right. you know, in the end, I think that we've actually had um, – a strong, it's been interesting, some of the results. Um, certainly there are, uh, it, it's been great to see the Mexico government, and I work with uh, very high-level executives, like uh, the, the gentleman who was responsible for negotiating NAFTA, um, you know, and just how thoughtful and how patient and how trying trying to not engage in the back and forth uh, in order to accomplish things. And I think our current president, uh, Lopez Obrador, is also doing the same to just not engage. Um, From a citizen standpoint, people are very curious, but I think overall what I see is the general Mexican population understands that there's a difference between the individuals and the president. And they see that in their own country, and they don't want to be reflected necessarily by their their politicians. Uh, So there's been no... uh, throwback or negativity uh, in that regard. And it's had some curious developments in that um, Mexico is now offering a tech visa to help welcome foreign workers to the country on very easy to obtain terms. So some of the uh, workers from Mm. India, uh, South Korea, China, you know, that want to come west and may have a more difficult time uh, having uh, domicile in the U.S. They've been aggressively promoting locating uh, their offices in especially Guadalajara, Mexico, which is a big tech center, and welcome the additional, the new talents there. And then the, the Chinese investments, there's also been an interesting outcome 
Right. So this has turned out to be pretty positive in that regard for Mexico. I very so. Canada's yes. yeah, and Canada uh, is also using the opportunity to attract talent uh, as Mexico is. Mhm. Mhm. That's interesting. Um, so, you know, you know, I I know there when I was going down there pretty regularly and speaking to the retirees down there, I saw that there was a growing community of um, of Americans and Canadians that were moving down there in their retirement years. Do you find that there are more people moving down there um, during their working years, like like you did? Um, is that growing? Uh, well, I think that Mexico has certainly become a very desirable place for a second home. And so I think people are beginning to uh, make um, residential investments or start spending time here during their working years with the idea of having a place when they retire. And um, in the community where I live, it's uh, mainly Americans and Canadians. And they come down often throughout the year, but primarily in the winter months, um, but back and forth. And I think I think people are working longer now and just staying engaged longer. And so it's um, mm-hmm. kind of a more of a second home where people remain active. And, you know, we really seen, a, you know, we, we loved to see how many uh, residents and experiences and people that have something to add in mentoring um, our startups. So we feel that that's a plus and a great way to engage um, people who don't who want to contribute or want to get involved. Yeah. Okay. So like retired people who are retired from the tech industry who moved down there. Um, it could be tech or it could be investment. It could be marketing or business and messaging. I mean, there's a lot of business experience uh, that can help these startups. I mean, what I see is that there is, uh, with a lot of our, our young Mexican entrepreneurs, they just don't have, they might be great engineers, but they don't have a sense of business or how business is done on a global basis so they can use um, advice and uh, mentorship in a number of different disciplines. So I think skills are uh, across the board able to help. Right. And I think, you know, I think that's a great thing for people in retirement to become mentors rather than just you know, sitting in a rocking chair or whatever, you know, that's really, um, and it it gives people a sense of purpose. Yeah. And, uh, you know, so much of the technology is really being developed to help enhance life and longevity and quality of life as well, too. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, you know, given that you're a woman that has started this and um, it's pretty, you know, you're in a leadership role and it's something that you've had for several years. Um, do you have any advice for other women who are listening who might be interested in, in being in a leadership role um, wherever they are? Well, I think, um, you know, and I, and this is certainly written about a lot, um, but I think there is a tendency for many women to feel that they have to be pretty much um, uh, expert before they do anything. They, they, where men tend, I'm generalizing, but um, to, to not have what uh, is called, commonly called the imposter syndrome, 
but to just jump mm-hmm. in and try. I mean, I, I, I mean, I didn't have a background in venture capital when I started this firm, but, you know, I just uh, looked at it that every, every expert was once a beginner. And so you start from where you start from. And if you are honest about what you know and what you don't know and ask for help, I've found that people are more than willing to help you out. But if there's something you want to do, just do it. Don't wait to know or think you know everything you need to know about doing it because you're not going to, but just uh, give it a try. And um, there are plenty of people I found along the way that will be more than happy to help you if you ask for it. Yeah. You know, that's a really good point because I think there's been re- – well, there has been research on that of this uh, young men who and versus young women, and young men are more willing to just do something new and, and they feel confident that they're going to – do well at it, while young women feel like they need to really learn more and more about it before they will even put their toe in the water um, and have what you call the imposter syndrome where they think, well, do I really know what I'm doing? (laughs) And so (laughs) I think that's a really good point that you have to just jump in the deep end. Right. Don't over-prepare. Just uh, the best preparation is, is getting in the midst of it and having the real-life experience. Right. Right. So, um, again, if there, how can people find out more about you and about um, Mita Ventures um, if they're interested? What is the best way for them to check it out? Well, I recommend two, uh, well, I guess three different things. One is to um, visit our, sign up uh, to follow us on Facebook, and that uh, shares a lot of things that are going on with both us and some of the activity and news in the region. Um, on our website, meetsaventures.com, we do have an ability to uh, follow our newsletter. So um, that comes out once a month, and that gives a good summary. And then our Meet to Tech Talks conference, which is meettotechtalks.com, will be coming up February 10th through the 12th, and we'll have a live stream of our sessions, and we've got some great speakers. So if you want to hear what's, what's uh, the latest of what's happening in the region, that's a great way to do so. Okay, great. So I'm going to post all of those links on my website um, on the post about the show later tonight. So um, if listeners didn't, get to write it down. They can just go to my website later. It'll be there and they can click on it. Um, All right. So thank you so much for for coming on the program this evening. This is really interesting. Um, I'm glad to hear you're doing what you're doing. I mean, I think it's it's a great thing to to see that that cross-border advancement in technology and and, Seeing the young people have a place where they can actually be innovators and entrepreneurs, and yeah, I love it thinking about it. Well, thank you so much for for giving me the opportunity to share my story and and what's going on down here because I really believe it's it's quite exciting. Yeah, and enjoy Punta Mita. <laughs> I I do every day. There's not a day okay. I don't wake up and and feel grateful. So. <laughs> That's great. Thank you so much. All right. You have a good evening. You too. Thank you. Thanks. All right. So stick around. Uh, We have lots more to come. We'll take a brief break. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. 
Super psychologist Dr. Mara Carpell will be back after words from our sponsors. Super psychologist. Please visit us on the web at www.drmaracarpell.com. Dr. Mara's book, The Passionate Life, Creating Vitality and Joy at Any Age, is now available on Kindle and in paperback at Amazon. Don't forget to listen to Dr. Mara Carpell and your golden years live from Austin, Texas, every Sunday on blogtalkradio.com. All right, and we are back. If you're just joining us, this is Dr. Mara Carpell and your golden years right here on Blog Talk Radio and on drmaracarpell.com. And um, in a few moments, Joe James, um, Austin musician, will be joining us right here. We'll be playing some of his music, and um, he'll be talking about his new CD coming out. And while we're waiting for him to call in, uh, let me just fill you in on some of the news. So,
All right, and we are back, and we were just listening to our next guest, Joe James, who is joining us from right here in Austin, Texas. Welcome back, Joe. Hey, hey, it's good to be back. Yeah, so uh, how are you doing? I understand you have a new CD. Is that a song from your new CD? Yes, it is. Yeah, I just, I, I'm releasing it uh, February 9th. Um, and yeah, I've been working hard on it all, all last year and excited for everyone to, to hear the singles and for everyone to hear the, the whole EP. I'm, I'm super excited about it. Yeah, that's great. Congratulations. Yeah, um, thank you. Thank you so much. So um, what have you been up to besides recording? Has that been the main thing or have you been performing as well? Um, yeah, it's just a mix of, of recording and performing. I just got back from California. I did uh, a festival called Springboard Fest, which was absolutely amazing. And, um, and yeah, I'm just ready to do my thing here in, in Austin, Texas. Yeah, so you have you have any um, shows coming up? Yeah, we do. Um, we have a few of them. I have one out in Dallas, but uh, I the one I'd like to plug is the the release show. It'll be February ninth at Saxon Pub at ten o'clock, and uh-huh. that one is going to be f- fantastic. I have a, a bunch of, of friends coming out, a bunch of artists that are going to jump on stage, um, my buddy Dave Shear and, and Tamara Mack. And, yeah, February 9th at Saxon Pub is the big release show for the EP. Excellent. All right. I hope you get a – I'm sure you'll get a big turnout there. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be fun. Yeah, that's great. Um, so maybe you could tell us about that song that we just played from the new – the new EP. The new, is it an EP only, or is it going to be a CD as well? Uh, it's an EP. It's a six-song uh, EP, uh-huh. um, kind of like the last one. Um, okay. But yeah, that song is called uh, "Black in My Heart," and it's a it's a typical, you know, kind of blues song with a little more funk Motown to it. Um, lyrically, that's that's basically, you know, a, a she, you broke my heart type of song, but with a little funk, right. funkiness to it. Um, but yeah, that one um, is the first track on the EP, and and I had a bunch of I had some friends come in and lay down some horns, and and we just had a great time making that song in particular because it was so different from uh, some of the the songs that I've written before. Uh, you know, melodically and just like the groove and and the and everything is like completely different. So it's really fun to kind of dive into that whole realm of kind of a little bit of Motown type of you know feel. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, that song is a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun to play live as well. So I really love that one. I'm sure. I'm sure you get a lot of people dancing to that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Myself included. I'm dancing yeah. all over the stage. That <laughs> uh-huh. Okay, great. So so how long did it take you to, to do the recording of of your EP? Have you been doing that all year? <laughs> Actually, it wasn't uh, – it would have been sooner, um, but we – it was fairly quickly, a, a span of a, a couple months, I would say, 
we recorded it. I recorded it at my buddy Mario uh, Castellano's studio. It's called Modio 3. Um, he, and he helped uh, co-produce it, and he played bass on it, and and he was a big part of the whole thing. Uh, so definitely give props to him on that whole whole deal. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, it didn't take as long. Uh, we kind of have we play a lot and so we'll have those songs in our set and in rehearsal and we'll kind of you know um kind of morph them into what they are and what you'll hear the finished product so when we get into recording there's there's slight tweaking of the production because we've already know what we wanted we already tested it live and we already rehearsed it a million times and so when we get into the studio it's usually just really really quick um you know, it probably would have been done a lot faster, but, uh, you know, we all had things going on. We all had shows going on, uh, mm-hmm. you know, and stuff like that. So, but it was like, a, I would say a, a, it took a few, few months, uh, with the, the re- rehearsing, recording, uh, mixing, mastering, and then the production of it, I would say a span of a couple months, um, for it to get done, uh-huh. which is really quick in the industry. That you is know. quick. That is really yeah. quick. Mm-hmm. Okay. So we're going to play another one of the songs from that EP, which you sent us, um, Midnight Dealing. That's from that same EP, right? Yes, it is. That one's okay. a good one, too. <laughs> so before we play it, why don't you tell us about yeah. it Yeah, beforehand. this is a song. Yeah, this is a song I wrote. Uh, it's... It doesn't have a per- personal. I mean, it, it's kind of personal to me, but I wrote it thinking of, of people that grow up in terrible situations, and and it's the only way they know how to get by. But they think that's the normal, like growing up in in a very uh, having a b- very bad upbringing and and growing up in that, and you just keep on, you know, uh, doing the same thing that your father did or your mother did or how you grew up and, and you just think it's the normal when it's, it's not. And so uh, it's, the song is about a, a a guy that is grew up in that situation and is just getting by the only way he knows how making money and, and, you know, providing for his family, the only way he knows how, even though it's mm-hmm. not a very, um, not a very good way of going about it, you know. Right. Okay. So hang on the line. We're going to play the song and then we'll come back and talk a little longer. Okay. This is Midnight Dealing. My mama cried. 
track so the ep is called midnight dealing okay mm-hmm. all right and that will be available starting on february 9th when you have the february 9th. um that the the single track uh the the title track is available now on on spotify and itunes just that single track but the whole ep will be available february 9th okay so so that's what I was going to ask you. How can mm-hmm. people download the EP? You can go. Uh, it's available on iTunes. Uh, you can stream it on Spotify, um, Apple Music. It'll be all over. It'll be all over. Um, you know, any type of downloading or streaming site. It'll it'll be on it. You just search Joe James J O J A M E S, and it'll be right there. Okay. All right, and um, and and what if people want to find out where you're playing in the future? Where can they find your calendar? Yeah, they could go to joejamesmusic.com, j o j a m e s music.com, and and I have all the information on there, uh, including links to to download and stream the music, uh, as well as all the all my shows uh, are on. Okay. Okay. Great. Do you have a bunch of shows coming up in Austin after the release party? I do, yeah. February, uh, March, and on are, are going to be pretty busy. And I'm going to be flying back to, to California to play a few shows in May. But, but yeah, it's it's getting pretty pretty busy, which I'm excited about. Yeah, that's great. Congratulations. That's wonderful. Yeah, thank you. Um, yeah, so... Um, People here in Austin can come and see you um, while you're busy here. And then um, if, if there are any listeners in California, what part of California are you going to be? I'm going to be in San Diego in the San Diego area. Mm-hmm. Okay, and all of that will be listed as well on your website. Yes. Yep. Okay, great. Well, 
Well, thank you so much for coming back on the program, and congratulations on your new EP. Hey, thank you. Thank you for having me. Yeah, best of luck. Yeah, thank you. And everybody, February 9th at Saxon Pub. And I'm going to put that on the web post along with the link tonight. Awesome. Awesome. Okay, great. Well, you have a good evening. Hey, you too. Thank you, guys. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. All right. So we're going to take a brief break, and we have lots more to come, so don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Are you or a loved one a Medicare beneficiary? Help save you and Medicare money by stopping Medicare fraud. Fraud happens when Medicare is billed for services or supplies you never receive. There are three easy things you can do to fight fraud. Review your Medicare claims for accuracy, protect your personal information, and be on the lookout for suspicious activity. For more information or to report fraud, call Medicare at 1-800-MEDICARE or your local SHIP counselor at the Area Agency on Aging at 1-800-252-9240. Worried about memory loss? Dr. Ronald DeVere, certified neurologist and director of Alzheimer's disease and memory disorders in Lakeway, has been helping those with dementia and memory loss for over 12 years. Specializing in the diagnosis, treatment, and counseling of those with memory loss and dementia, Dr. DeVere also has a book to reduce your worry and fear by knowing the fact. Memory loss, everything you want to know but forget to ask. Available now on Amazon.com. Dr. Ronald DeVere, Alzheimer's disease and memory disorders center in Lakeway, and his book, Memory Loss, Everything You Want to Know But Forget to Ask. For more information or to schedule an appointment, call 512-261-7909. Please visit us on the web at www.drmaricarpel.com. All right, and we are back. If you're just joining us, this is Dr. Mara Carpel and your golden years right here on blogtalkradio.com and on drmaracarpel.com. And I was about to tell you news before I got cut off before, um, so I will tell you the news right now before I talk a little bit and then um, Joe King Carrasco will be joining us with his music in a a little while Um, but the news is that you can now purchase my book directly from my website and if you tried to do it in the last week uh, we had a few glitches we were working on the some technical issues but now it is up and running and you can buy my book directly from my website and the advantage of that is that it will be slightly less expensive than if you were to purchase it from Amazon Um, and then you will be in the loop so that you'll get information about the course and any other new things that are coming up Um, also of course if you want to read it on Kindle it's on Kindle at Amazon, and if you want to purchase it from Amazon as a self-cover book, it's still there, so that's fine. Um, if you're in the Valley, the Rio Grande Valley, that is, I will be doing a book signing on Thursday. No, Friday, sorry. Going down there Thursday, we'll be doing a book signing on Friday at Paragraph on Padre Boulevard. That's on South Padre Island, and that's Friday, January 25th at 3 p.m. until 5 p.m. And there will be books available for purchase. And, um, again, it will be a little uh, less expensive than buying it online. And also you get to meet me and I will sign 
the books for you, I will be talking about the book as well. So I'd love to see you there. If you're in the Rio Grande Valley, come by. I'd love to see you. Love to meet you. Um, The other news is the course. So we delayed the launching of the course until mid-April because of the technical difficulties. We wanted to make sure that it was available um, for enough time for people to purchase it on the pre-sale price, which is half price, and to also have a little input into what goes into the book, into the course. So if you've read the book or you're about to read the book and you have some topics from it that you want me to go a little bit deeper in the course, which will be mostly video, um, so a little bit different. It won't be another book, on, you know, online. Um, then, you know, let me know. So um, that. And that is available as well. If you go to my website, you can pre-purchase the course at half price of the introductory price. So it will be a really good deal. Um, and one last thing, I have a blog coming out this week um, in thriveglobal.com, and um, it will be on my website as well, drmaricarpel.com, once it, once it gets into Thrive Global. And... Um, so stay tuned for that. And um, let me see. Is there anything else? I think that's it for now. So last week um, I talked about surrendering into the new year. And what I mean by that is that very very often at the beginning of the year we set these intentions. or Some people call them resolutions. I prefer to call them intentions. Uh, people break resolutions, but intentions we can keep, um, even if we go off track a little bit. And that was the issue, is that a lot of times people, including myself, put pressure on ourselves to start seeing results immediately. And We have so many intentions and we want to do them all at once that we end up getting blocked. And so I talked about, you know, like, you know, take a break if you've run into that and and just rest and let, you know, this is winter time. It's time of and hibernation and letting the seeds that we've planted have a chance to gestate. So don't think of it as being knocked off track. Think of it as uh, taking a pause. And I think that's really important. But keep your eye on your goal. That was the the main gist of what I talked about last week. And so I wanted to sort of um, continue in that vein and talk about um, taking a break, maybe surrendering, um, in order to not only um, reboot our creativity, but also increase our ability for compassion. So, you know, a couple of weeks ago we had on the program the Sisters of Charity, um, Sister Carol D'Angelo, and two of her associates, male associates who were in the congregation, who were very involved in the migrant issue and helping migrants who were seeking asylum and helping children um, 
who are in some of these places that are actually up in New York as well. That's where they're located, the Sisters of Charity. And we talked about having compassion for them, but we also talked about compassion in general. And one of the things that um, Sister Carol brought up was that sometimes compassion is hard because it's painful. And, um, and, I, and I'm aware that when we feel pulled in all directions to feel compassion, and, and myself, I tend to be one of these people who is extremely sensitive and I feel compassion for everybody, it, it wears us out. And so sometimes when we reach a point where we become fatigued with our passion, we're, we're no longer able to feel compassion. So we don't want that to happen. That happens a lot to caregivers. It happens a lot to people in professions where there is caregiving involved, psychologists, nurses, doctors, you know, CNAs, um, you know, paid caregivers. And we need to we need to take a break to take care of ourselves. So it's a two there are two benefits to taking a break, and one is to help us to take a pause so take care of ourselves and show self-compassion so that we can have compassion for other people who really need our compassion. And the other part, is, which is part of self-care, is that it can help us to reboot our creativity. And when we're created and we're following our passion, then we're you know, then that's part of the self-care that helps us to have more compassion. And help, having more compassion helps us to have more passion. It's kind of a cyclic um, thing. But it all starts with self-care. If we're not taking care of ourselves, then all of that goes out the window. So, so this is a good time, especially if it's cold outside and in the colder the shorter the, the months with the shorter days, even if you're in a warmer environment, um, very often we don't feel like doing as much. It's sort of a natural cycle that we go through where we don't feel like doing as much activity when the days are shorter. But we can use this time for self-care. And so self-care involves going back to basics. So um, as I wrote about in my book, um, it's really important to take care of the basics. So the basics include getting enough sleep, um, not staying up really late when you have to get up for work the next day, um, eating healthy food, not getting pulled into uh, eating sugar in the middle of the afternoon because you feel tired. A lot of people do that. Um, I know it's a common thing on that common behavior and they certainly are commercials that sort of promote that behavior so at like 2 o'clock or 3 o'clock in the afternoon where you feel your energy sort of waning uh, people will go eat a candy bar um, I never really understood that that was you know I love to eat sweet things but it was never my thing to eat a candy bar in the middle of the day because I'm so sugar sensitive that I would know immediately that it was the wrong thing for me to do and um, 
most people are sugar sensitive even if they're not aware of it. So what the candy bar does is it causes you to have a spurt of energy, a sugar high, and then what happens in about an hour is that sugar is already metabolized because it's it's processed sugar. It's not um, something that takes a long time for your body to metabolize and you will crash into low blood sugar so that you feel worse. You feel more irritable, you feel more tired, and um, some people might go ahead and then have another candy bar or overeat at dinner. But this cycle of sugar highs and lows, um, not eating good, healthy food, eating a lot of fruits and vegetables, all of that adds to stress, stress on our bodies, and it puts and it creates emotional stress and even depression. And I have a whole chapter about that in my book, The Passionate Life, about the the actual direct effect of eating poorly on your mental health versus eating healthy food and how that improves your mood um, makes you feel more energetic. So eating healthy food is important. It's one of the basics. Um, get relaxing, spending time in meditation, really important to help to reset that um, creativity and reset our compassion. Um, so there are some things that we can do while we're meditating. So one thing would be mindfulness meditation, which is to just focus on your breath or focus on a word and just notice when thoughts are coming into your mind, not getting hooked with them and letting them go. So mindfulness meditation really helps with increasing focus and it helps us to be able to slow down our thinking when we go down a negative spiral so that we can catch ourselves and be more mindful of what our negative. And it also helps to to sort of rest our mind so that we don't get into all of this really quick um, thinking and jumping from topic to topic of what they call monkey mind um, in the yoga world, in the meditation world, which most of us have. And when we do that, it really interferes with our ability to be creative. It interferes with our ability to move forward toward our dreams and really take um, thoughtful, intentional action. And it interferes with our ability to have compassion and or to give ourselves a rest so that we can have compassion. So mindfulness meditation is very powerful, and there's, there's actually been a lot of research on the changes in our brain from mindfulness meditation, the, the parts of our brain that have to do with focus and also have to do with emotional control, the part of our brain that helps us to feel good and not feel anxious or depressed, those parts of our brain actually have been seen on brain scans to grow after a period of time of doing mindfulness meditation. And if you do it solidly every day, even just for five or ten minutes, um, more is better, will happen after about 40 to 60 days that there's an actual change in your brain. 
But some other things that you can do while meditating after you do some mindfulness meditation that can help you to jumpstart your creativity is to use some imagery. So um, imagine that you are living your passionate life. What does it look like? What does it feel like to really, to be there already? Imagine that it's already happening. All of your intentions have been met or even that you're enjoying the journey toward achieving those goals. How does it feel? So if you don't have a picture in your mind of what it looks like, the what is not is really not important. It's the why and the how do you feel and the is all part of the why, right? You're doing this because it's going to feel good. You're setting this intention because you want to feel like you are um, following your soul's purpose and that you're creating something in the world to help other people that you are doing something positive, that you have meaning in your life, right? So think about all of the whys of why you want to live a passionate life, why you set these intentions, and imagine the feeling that you are doing it right now. And from that feeling, from that um, spending time with the feeling and understanding the why, the picture of how, of how it will look will start to form over time. So just every day, just spend some time imagining what it feels like and why you want to do this, and then the picture of what it is that you want to do will become clearer. And then really see it and feel it and be there in that situation and imagine exactly what you want and how it'll feel, knowing that when it actually happens, you need to be open to the fact that it won't look, it, it won't look exactly how you imagine it. That's okay because the universe will give you something even better than how you can possibly imagine it now. Try not to focus on the how it's going to happen. Don't even think about how it's going to happen because when you do this enough over a period of time, the how will just unfold in front of you. When you try to force the how, you run into resistance and frustration and you start feeling desperation rather than passion. So allow the how to just unfold. It'll just come to you like, wow, I'm going to, I'm, you know, I'm going to do this. And then when that happens, you need to act on it. So that's the other part is to make time every day, even during this time of rest and relaxation and pausing, to just take one step, just one step toward your dream. So if it's, if you're getting a feeling like, I, you know, maybe I need to do this, then then take one step toward that. Make a phone call. Do a little research on your computer about it. Um, write a paragraph if you want to write. Write a paragraph. Um, just 
do something to to see that you are taking steps toward your dream, whatever it might be. The other thing that you can do during this meditation time is to spend some time sending loving kindness to yourself, to your friends, your family, and to people that you don't know and people who you um, have seen perhaps on the news that can need, that can use it, that need some compassion. So you're building your compassion muscle in a way that feels good. So start with yourself because you need to build up your own, you need to have compassion for yourself first and then project it out and feel that feeling of loving kindness that you're just sending out to the world. And then when you get really good at it, then you add in sending loving kindness out to people who you find very difficult. And um, when you have achieved that, (laughs) then you will be the Buddha. No, you will really have um, created a very strong, powerful, compassion muscle. And some practices, oh, one more thing to do in meditation. So it's a very long time of meditation. (laughs) Not really. You can break it up as well. Spend some time focused on gratitude. Write a list of all the things that you are grateful for in your life that you already have and that you already are. So If you can't think of that many things, start with one. And then the next day, add one. And try to build it up to the point where you're you're writing 10 or 15 things down. And it could be really minor things, like you're ungrateful that the weather was beautiful today and I could go for a walk, to really big things, like I'm grateful for my loving family or, you know, I'm grateful for my health or I'm grateful for being alive grateful for my breath, being able to breathe, doing that is really important because when you do that, then you already, you feel like you are already living your passion. You know that you are already enough and you already have enough. So then when you go to take steps toward your intention, you're doing it from a place of joyfulness and passion. You're not doing it from a place of desperation or a feeling like when I achieve that, then I'll be happy because that won't work. You have to be happy in order to achieve those goals because if not, you might achieve the goals, but when you get there, you're not going to feel fulfilled. You'll then turn around and look for something else to fill that gap. So feeling like you already are enough is an important part of being able to follow your dreams. And then the final thing is generosity and kindness every day. Do do one thing, at least one thing, out of kindness and generosity without expectation for anything in return. And that will 
not only help to increase this compassion muscle, but it will feel really good. And again, when you're feeling good, it's much easier for you to follow your dreams and actually manifest them. So on that note, we're going to listen to some music and feel joyful because our next guest is going to be Joe King Carrasco, musician, calling in from Mexico, and we're going to play one of his tunes right now before he joins us. So here's Joe King Carrasco.
right, and we are back, and we were just listening to the great no. Joe King Carrasco. Joe King, hey, is that you? Hear the music soon. It comes on. Hey, Joe, are you there? Can you hear me? We may be having some technical difficulties. Can you hear me, Joe? Hey, Joe, King Carrasco, are you there? Carrasco. <laughs> You're right. All right, is that you, Joe? I think we have, it's hard to hear you. Are you calling from Mexico? Um, um, Okay. 
Well, we're on the air, so whatever question okay. everybody's going to hear. I'm asking you a question. You hear me or not? I hear you. My question is. So, Joe, I'm going to have Art send you the toll-free number and see if well, he can call back. I mean, to send you the reg- the regular number and see if you can call back. Okay? Bye. All right. Okay. All right, let's see if Art can text him that number. Maybe, Art, can you put on a little more music of Joe's while we do that? You know, 
view of the world. You know, it's, it's really poor, but it's a it's a really spiritual place. Uh, you know, they don't eat cows in India. You know, and so you see cows mm-hmm. walking across the streets. You know, you can walk be in a in a store or a restaurant and there's a cow sitting next to you. so i i I enjoyed it you know so it's 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 beautiful you know saw a lot of palaces from the maharajas and and uh and you know the music the 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 indian music is really you know it's real spiritual music and uh really you know just the whole indians i've never been there before so i just had you know i want to go back yeah yeah. So and, now uh, you're back in Mexico, and are you? Yeah. Are you playing playing music? Yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm working on some music and uh, in writing, and I was just uh, I had, I'm building a house at a place called San Sebastian. It's it's about it's between uh, Guadalajara and uh, Puerto Vallarta, and they just had their year celebration. You know, um, actually, it's been there since 1600. So. They're having their annual celebration. So last night, the music went all the way till seven in the morning. Wow! <laughs> <Really> loud. <laughs> so, not much sleep. Yeah. <laughs> but, wow. Uh, but no, I, you know, I'm, I'm writing right now, writing a lot of music, and uh, you know, it's just everywhere I go in the world, I'm really, you know, enjoying, you know, the, the music that I hear. I've been staying in France a little bit too, and. I've been playing with a band in, in the south of France, and wow. uh, and so just kind of bouncing around. Mm-hmm. Are you going to be coming wait, up here to Texas? Yeah, I'll be back. I'll be back in, in about ten days in Texas, and, and uh, you know, get ready for South by Southwest. You know. Oh yeah, that's coming up. Now you're in. Are you in Austin? Yes. Yes. Yeah. We're in Austin. So any. Yeah, so you know it's it's interesting. Uh, 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 you know, Austin's has changed so much. You know, it used to be when you know I'd, I'd be at the airport and I'd see people that I knew, but man, it's just there's so many people moving to Austin anymore. I don't know all the you know, or maybe I'm getting older, but it just seems like it seems like a lot more people are moving in. in, in the next well, there are. Thing and, yeah, yeah, so but so I I love Austin. I've been Austin my, my whole life, so I can't you know I, I'm. You know, I just love it. It's a good place. Mm-hmm. So where are you going to be playing it during South by Southwest? You know, I don't know yet. I, you know, I always play, end up playing somewhere. I don't, you know, can't. I, sometimes I play at, uh, El, El, uh, not El Mercado. Yeah, El Mercado and also Oretos, you know, usually. Uh-huh. So uh-huh. I have to keep, keep find out, figure that one out. Okay. I've been sort of out of touch. I've been uh, in India, I sort of lost touch with the world. <laughs> sure. Yeah. You're in different worlds. Yeah, it's, it was funny. <laughs> in, in India, I was on this train. It's called the Palace on Wheels. And uh, and so I play, I've never played on a train before. So when you're playing on a train, it's really hard to stand up because you feel, you know, wobbling and moving and stuff. But it was really fun, you know. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh, yeah, I, I, I played on I played on boats, trains. I don't think uh-huh. I played on a plane yet. <laughs> <laughs> so Joe, we played we just played one of your songs, Kaka de Vaca. Maybe you can tell us about that song. Actually, you know, Kaka de Vaca is, is about uh, Palenque, you know, in Chiapas, Mexico, and uh, I used to hang out there a lot. And actually. Uh, 
when whenever I'm, I'm not on the planet Earth anymore, I'd like them to take my ashes and scatter them in Palenque. It's you know it's the pyramids in Chiapas, and and uh, it, it to me it's one of the most spiritual places I've ever been. It's a uh, it's the place where it looks like there's a uh, there's a tomb there. It looks like the guys at the controls of a of a spaceship. So I've always always liked to go there, and and uh-huh. I think they're getting ready to, to build a, a a railroad between Cancun and and uh, Palenque. And uh, the Zapatistas are having a big problem with it. So, I, yeah, I really don't want them to build a train between, between Planky and there either because it will become like a Cancun tourist place. And to me, it's like really more mm, spiritual, mm-hmm. you know. Right. And, uh, but it, it's a beautiful place. So the song, Cognitive Vodka, you know, when I was there, there were a lot of hippies there eating. You know, you got the fields and you find mushrooms and uh, you eat the mushrooms. <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> That's what you did in Palenque. <laughs> Actually, okay. the runs. that's what the song's about. And okay. I'd like to go okay. back into that. I'd like to go back into that. 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 Um. All right. You so, know, I wrote that song. I wrote that. I wrote that song in 1976. Wow. Five. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So then there was another song that you sent, and we played a little bit of it, and we're going to play it on the way out. And maybe you can tell us about that. It's called My Ding Dong Daddy Don't Daddy No More. Yeah, uh, well, I wrote that song, and uh, uh, my it was, it's it's about my hometown. I'm from Dumas, Texas, which is north of Amarillo, and uh, it came from a dream actually. And uh, but and it's it, my mother's before she died. She said. Up in up in Minnesota, there's something terribly wrong, you know. And I never really knew what she meant by it, but it, it just it's you know, it was the last thing she told me was, up in Minnesota, there's something terribly wrong. So that's kind of what the song's about. My Ding Dong Daddy was the, the theme song of of, of Dumas, uh, Ding Dong Daddy from Dumas. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So every time I sing the song, I think of my mom. Yeah. <laughs> so. So, Joe, um, if if listeners want to um, find out where you're playing or find out as soon as you know when where you're playing here in Austin or down in yeah. Mexico, um, or if they want to download any of your music, where can they do that? What's the best calendar yeah. and music? Yeah, you know, if you go to JoeKing.com, or you go to uh, Facebook, you know, you'll find me on Facebook about if I'm doing some shows. And uh, but that's that's the only place you can play it unless you're just hanging out with me. But uh, I might be playing in, in, in Vallarta next week. I'm not sure yet. But uh, or just come hang out with me by by the beach. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, but you know, so, and, I, and I want everybody that's listening to to, to give to uh, uh, Diva Pedals or just go get the dog rescue because it's. Where I'm driving right now, I'm seeing a lot of dogs on the highway, and I just it just breaks my heart to see all these homeless dogs, you know. Mm-hmm. So I, mm-hmm. I I really like we I have a thing there called Viva Pedals, and, which helps you know dog rescue, and and I just want everybody to know that that you know dogs are really important in, in my life. Yes. You know? Okay. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> and I'm gonna post the the link to JoeKing.com and also your Facebook page link so um, listeners can look later on my web post about the show and they'll find it right there. Okay. 
All right. Well, thank you for joining us. I'm glad that we were able to connect after a little bit. and <laughs> that It was much clearer this time. Um, yeah, you you know uh, this this place where I'm sitting right now is a is a is, a, is kind of a heavy place in 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 terms of Tomat Line. Uh, there used to be a, a few problems here, but I don't think there are any right now. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. So actually, you know it. what? I was gonna one more thing. I was gonna say is that uh, to, uh, Carlos Santana was born two hours from where I am right now. Oh, cool! Very cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he built a he built a school. Yeah. All right. Well, enjoy, and I hope okay. you get some rest <laughs> yeah. tonight. And um, and we'll keep our eye open for you. Maybe we'll get to see you when you're here in Austin playing. I I hope so. I will be. I'll be there. Okay. All right. Mean, All meanwhile, right. everybody that's out there, go 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 help the dog. Go save the dog. Okay. okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Thank All you. All right. Thanks. Okay. You okay. have a good night. I, All right. I will. Thanks. I got to keep driving. Okay. Adios. Bye. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye. All right. So before Art knocks us off the air, let me let everybody know what's happening next week. We'll be back next Sunday, January the 27th, with another great program. And joining us from Colorado Springs, Colorado, we have veteran author and ambassador for Project Healing Waters, Brady Bugsby. And Brady will talk about his new book, Healing Waters, A Life of Hardship, Faith, and Family, about overcoming adversity through the healing of fly pushing. And this, is a, this book is a personal look at the trials and challenges of dealing with PTSD, traumatic brain injury, and chronic pain, as well as the recent loss of his daughter and how he has found healing. So I think that would be a really um, great show to tune into. We will also have um, some other topics and some music, as we always do, so be sure to tune in next week. And if you want to hear tonight's program again and get the links that all of the guests spoke about on the program, learn about previous programs, read my blog, all of that, Go to my website, drmarakarkel.com, D-R-M-A-R-A-K-A-R-P-E-L.com. Also, be sure to follow me on Facebook, Dr. Mara Karkel, Your Golden Ears, for all of the latest information. And you can listen to this evening's program is in as soon as five minutes now by going directly to blog, B-L-O-G, talkradio.com, slash Your Golden Ears. And this program was produced by Accomplice Entertainment, Postal Productions, and Psyched Up Productions, and sponsored by neurologist and memory specialist, Dr. Ronald DeVere, and by Storyhouse. And special thanks to my guests, Lynn Bairstow, Joe James, Joe King Carrasco, and of course, thank you to Art. Thank you all for listening. Have a peaceful night and inspiring week. And remember... Youth has no age. Good night, everyone.
guidance offered by Dr. Carpell is not intended to replace the advice of your own physician or mental health specialist. Neither Dr. Carpell, her sponsors, nor this station assumes responsibility for the misuse of any of the information given on this show. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.